I am Danika. And I am Myra. And this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space to discuss mental wellness. A space to dive into soul care and vulnerability. Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing. While also giving you the work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Hey, y'all. I am here to announce that our book, Let's Heal, a workbook designed for Black women with various modalities by your co-host, Danika and Myra, is now at a storefront. And so the storefront is Urbana Goods. It's a community store that brings an upgraded experience of connecting with the community uh, with small crafting gatherings and workshops and supporting other local businesses by housing and selling their merchandise, such as us. And they even sell some of your typical items from the local convenience store. Like y'all, I literally bought some body butter, hair products, and a cute purse all from this store, just to give you a little example. So when you have some time, check out Urbana Goods. It's located in Guardina, California. The actual address is 1756 West El Segundo, Guardina, California, 90249. You can put it in your GPS, whatever you need to do, but go ahead and make your way there and check us out. Hey y'all, we're back with another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast, and we have another special guest, and this is going to actually be a part of our mental wellness, our mental health segment that we've been trying to do. Uh, So we're going to be talking about multiple sclerosis today, but before we get to that, um, as y'all know, if y'all have been listening, myself and Myra, we've decided to start off with a segment where we discuss a quote, um, a quote by a Black woman. So a quote that I'm looking at today um is actually by a this pearl i'm just going to read it off so basically kiera i'll read it off and then we'll just discuss what the quote means to us and what comes up for you so the quote says a crown if it hurts us is not worth wearing by pearl bailey what do you think about this quote Mm -hmm. i feel um where i get from that is if you have to change yourself or alter your anything about yourself in order to wear a certain crown or to fit into a certain role, then it's not meant for you. That's what I get from it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I think that a lot of times, you know, uh, it kind of takes me back to the whole, like, um, love doesn't hurt type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think hurt is a stronger word. I think sometimes stuff is uncomfortable, right? So let's say a crown is uncomfortable. It may still be worth wearing. Sometimes we have yeah. to be comfortable to grow. So I wouldn't necessarily say like throw the whole crown away. If you're just feeling uncomfortable, it may be that you just haven't grown into it yet. It may be because you're still growing on yourself, but hurt, it just hurts. It just, it just hits different. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> like run. it sounds unbearable but but yeah. a growing pain it's gonna hurt a little bit that's okay yeah so, yeah I definitely get what you're saying yeah so that's that's okay. an interesting one that's an interesting one but I like it I like it um but so shout out to Pearl Bailey for their quote we appreciate it um so today as y'all can hear we have a guest and her name is Kiara Whiteside She's a 31-year-old makeup artist with multiple sclerosis, originally from Georgia. And we'll get to know more about her throughout this recording. But first, let's define multiple sclerosis, just because I think that um, a lot of us, we don't understand it. And please define it in your own words and the ways that you describe it, because I think that helps you know us to remember and for it to be yeah. more understandable, too. 
So multiple sclerosis, it's an autoimmune disease. Um, how I explain it to people is we have a protective layer over our nerves. And basically my immune system does what it wants to do. <laughs> and it attacks it and eats away at that actual protective layering. So it creates nerve damage. That's why sometimes you'll see people in wheelchairs or, you know, different stages of their MS because it depends on what nerve it has attacked and has eaten away at. Hmm. Yeah. So it's an autoimmune disease and it's, it's, yeah. it's like, it's about nerves. Yes. It's about your nerves. So a lot of autoimmune disease, you might have a underactive um, immune system where you get sicker more than others, but mine is actually hyper. So it's doing, it's doing more than it should, but not in a good way. Um, so it's eating away at your the protective layer over your nerves. And if it eats away at that whole layer, it eventually will start eating at your nerves. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for explaining it. I, th I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it sounds frightening. Uh, yeah. So just get into your own story. What were the early signs for you? And like, how was, how did this diagnosis come about for you? So when I look back at it, I've always been like a sleepy girl. I've always been fatigued, like high school. I played sports and things like that, but I've always just been tired all of the time. So looking back, those were my early stages. That's a big symptom of MS is just fatigued and being tired. Um, but what made me actually go get tested um, and I knew something was wrong was I was at work one day and I had like tingling on the left side of my body it got worse as the day went on to the point where I couldn't even hold, like I had some pistachios on my hand. I couldn't even grab the pistachios and keep them in my hand. So I remember my manager sent me to the urgent care and um, they did like a balance test and I must have failed it miserably because they told me to immediately go to the hospital. And so I had to stay overnight for tests and that's how I was diagnosed. Wow. So like yeah. it's like you found this out with a matter of hours in a day. Yeah. Yep. I, and it was like the tingling had never happened before. I don't know what triggered it that particular day. Um, I worked a stressful job at the time and stress does trigger um, MS spells or attacks. Um, but yeah, that was my first time having the tingling sensation. And I had to stay overnight at the hospital. I remember I was by myself. And uh, a bunch of doctors came in, neurologists came in the room, and they, they told me, and I had no idea what it was at the time. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it must have been super scary. Yeah, it was. It really was. Well, I mean, shout out to you for going to the urgent care, because a lot of times yeah. you know, we'll be like, I'll just sit through it. It'll be gone by tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, you went. Um, and you said they did tests. Like, do you remember what type of test they were doing? I got an MRI. Um, so that's typically what you have to get because um, you have to get your brain, your brain scanned. So that's how they typically can tell what's going on as far as having MS. Mm. So you have to get a brain scan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So before then, like you said, though, you didn't, it was no other signs that you, you can think of like, no, just being tired all of the time. Um, I didn't even have like balance issues or anything like that. Um, yeah. You said you were playing sports. 
Yeah, I was a cheerleader. You know, I was pretty oh, active. Um, I danced. I was active my whole life, but I was always the type that had to take a little nap. <laughs> so, you know, that yeah. I was always <laughs> tired. I thought my iron was just low. But besides that, that's the only symptom that I had growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I know this is not one of the questions that we sent over, but I'm thinking about like, um, like, do, do they know the cause of it? No, they don't know the cause of it. They they say that it's not um, hereditary, but I had an aunt on my mom's side that had it. Um, and my mom has something similar called sarcoidosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they say that it's not it's not hereditary, but I find that hard to believe. I don't think that's a coincidence. And my aunt, um, she passed before I was even born. I never met her or anything like that, but she had it, she had it pretty bad. She had to be taken care of. She was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. 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 That, that, you know, I think a lot of times that makes it even more, you know, confusing of like not knowing the causes and the roots and all that, you know, it's one of those that at this point, it sounds like, like you just said, you kind of feel like maybe it does have something to do with genetics, but yeah. also just the fact that it can just pop up. with it. Yeah, and you sit there and think like, is there any, was there anything I could have done to prevent this? Or, you know, like I've taken better care of my body, could I have done? And some diseases, like there was nothing you could have done. Um, and so you can't blame yourself. You can't blame yourself. It's just the path that you have to walk and you just have to, just have to deal with it yeah yeah well that kind of goes into our next question which is how has your experience with ms impacted your mental health and how have you navigated this so it definitely definitely can put a strain on your mental health um when i got diagnosed back in 2015 i told myself that i was not gonna let this diagnosis be the end for me um I always tell my, I have days where I'm so tired and I'm just so, I feel defeated, but I have to keep telling myself if I sit here and just lay in this, then it's going to overcome me. Have you ever been sick before, like with the flu or something, and you just don't even want to get up, you don't open up your blinds, nothing. And it's like, you make yourself sicker by just laying in that, you know? So in those moments where I feel like I don't, I don't want to get up and I don't, I don't want to do anything. I just pray. You know, I feel like this this whole journey has brought me closer to God. And if this is something that I had to go through in order to build a stronger relationship and faith with him, then so be it. Then so be it. And so that's what gives me peace mentally um, is just talking to God and just keeping myself motivated, talking to myself and saying that this is not this is not the end for me. And I'm going to get better, not worse as time goes on. Yes. So you have like a really positive um, ment- mentality. You have a positive yeah. thought process. Um, and it sounds like that you try to stay motivated through your spirituality and religion, your relationship mm-hmm. with God, right? Yes. Um, you say it brought you closer um, to God. Well, how would you describe that? I think um, just being able, you can't really talk to to people who don't understand what what this is or any circumstance that you go through um so for me it's just like having something to 
to to lean on, you know? And so I always had a relationship with God, but in those moments, it's like, who do you call? Your, your mom can't, can't give you energy. Your, your dad can't help you get up and clean your house. They live how many miles away, you know, like who can you call on? And in those moments, it's like, that's, that's all you got, you know? And so I feel like sometimes God breaks you down to that point where it's like, all you can do is depend on me. And so that's how I've gotten closer. I've always had a relationship, but to me, it was just like, that's how I was able to keep saying like, okay, I know that this is a purpose with everything. There's always a purpose. And just by me being on this podcast, you know, if that's all I ever do with MS, I did something, you know, it was a purpose for this. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I I love to hear that. And I also love the fact that, um, you know, that you are confident about your relationship with God and what this means for you. Um, so this is for you, Kiara, and for the, the listeners. So I searched <laughs> search and search for someone to speak about MS, specifically a black woman, right? I'm talking about, I was Googling, uh, I was finding research articles, finding, trying to find anything, anybody. And I would find people sometimes, but it, even finding people was pretty difficult. And then I yeah. felt like reaching out, maybe I had the wrong information uh, or whatever, but it's just been really, really hard. And so I found you through some type of Google search and I feel like I, it, your YouTube page. And so your Mm -hmm. YouTube is not like you primarily just discuss your experience with MS, right? You're a makeup artist. You have all these other videos and all that stuff, but that video popped up and it was, it was a blessing. I'm grateful for it. And I'm super grateful that you reached back out even more. Um, But what inspired you to begin to tell your journey and to create a whole YouTube channel? So I went to YouTube Academy, you know, (laughs) that's what people say. They learn everything off of YouTube. I learned how to do makeup. I learned everything off of YouTube. So I originally started my YouTube channel because of makeup. Um, And so as I got more comfortable um, with my viewers and in front of the camera, I wanted to be more personal. And so I, at that time, I think I had only been uh, diagnosed with MS for like a year, maybe a year and a half. And so I decided to do that video because like you said, I never saw any, I didn't even know about my aunt having it until years later. My mom never mentioned that or anything. So I never saw anyone that looked like me that had this. Mm-hmm. Um, statistically, this is not a, a black woman's disease. At all. This is not a black person's disease, mm-hmm. you know? So I never saw anyone like me. So I was like, let's talk about this. You never know who you're helping. And I just wanted to document my journey you know and where I started from first getting diagnosed and it's about time for me to do another follow-up video now to see Mm -hmm. where I'm at now with it and how much I've learned and just just grown so I did it for girls like me that needed someone who looked like themselves to tell them what to do and how to how how it's affecting them you know yeah yeah absolutely was you nervous to um, share that information about yourself I was because I get really emotional um I'm just a big crybaby you know any little thing triggers me and back then I was really sensitive about it you know I I never really told anyone 
my whole story. So for me to get in front of the camera and explain how my day was going into work that day, the the urgent care visit, how I felt when the doctors walked in the room, you know, I got so emotional and vulnerable and the camera crying and stuff like that. But I doubted myself for a minute and I was like, no, I'm going to keep this up. I'm going to keep this video up because this is real. You know, Mm -hmm. everything is not makeup and smiles and being perfect all the time. Like this is the real me. This is how I really feel in this moment. Yes, yes, absolutely. It sounds like a breakthrough for yourself too, right? Yeah. Um, How do you feel like people responded to that video, especially people who maybe have been following you for a minute? I've gotten great feedback. Just like you, you probably saw the video years after. Yeah. Um, I still get Instagram messages like, why did you stop your YouTube? I found your video on MS. Like, to yeah. this day, I still have people reach out to me and ask me about my symptoms or that they have just recently got diagnosed or that they think that they have it. And so just off of that one video that I did, like I said, everything serves a purpose. Like if somebody can see that 10 years from now and it gives them some kind of peace or clarity, mm-hmm. then I've definitely done my job. Yeah. So good. Good feedback. Good feedback. Yeah. So like you just said, a lot of times, People don't speak about their experience with MS. Um, and I know you can't speak for everybody, but why do you think that people don't, like, why come we don't talk about this more, especially in the Black community, even though I know it's not a Black woman's, like, disease necessarily, but mm-hmm. Black women do have it too, right? And so why do you think yeah. people don't speak about this? I think that it can be so scary. Um, when I remember, like, when I first got diagnosed, seeing some of my family members and they were like, you know, I know blah, 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 that had it. And she was in a wheelchair. You know, I think it's more so just being afraid of what is the outcome is going to be, you know? And I was almost not ashamed to talk about it, but more so like what people were going to think was going to happen to me later on. Or also if somebody like me who doesn't show physically any symptoms, um people don't take it as seriously um being around people and like they don't realize hey I have this you know because I don't look like you or I'm not in a wheelchair or I'm not you know they don't take it seriously so I could see that being a reason why people don't really want to speak on it yeah which is such a shame you know um to even have to feel like that and because as you can see, like you just said, when you when you have been able to speak about it, like people want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do, I for sure like, and that's why I love the, especially these. Um, so our podcast, we talk about a whole bunch of different stuff, but I love when we talk about like different medical diagnoses that have impacted black women and their experience with it, living with as a black woman. Like I love these. It just gives us a lot of insight, gives us community. Um, like normalizing it right like you just said like and it's what I'm hearing with MS it looks different in different people right like you just said it doesn't necessarily mean immediately that you're going to be in a wheelchair but Mm -hmm. you very well another person could right and so but the whole point is that you're still suffering from MS like that's the whole point of it and so I love it it's visibility for sure um so 
how would you say MS impacts you as far as dating and making new friends in regards to leaning on them for support uh, or just in general, however you want to take that question? I feel like with um, building new relationships, it's important, especially with like homegirls, like just to let them know if you're anybody, if you're going to be in my life, that's something that you need to learn about whether you're asking me questions or you're doing your own research about it, because if you're going to be a real friend to me and a real support system to me, then that's something you need to know. Um, you got to be okay with me having to take a nap or me moving a little slower or forgetting things. I'm really forgetful. Um, you have to be okay with that. When it comes to dating, being in a serious relationship with someone that is super super important that you know about this disease because like I said people tend to forget because physically I don't I don't appear as mm -hmm. if there's something going on but you don't know what the future may hold so are you willing are you ready to take on that that sacrifice that commitment um to me if you you need to help me later on friends boyfriend whoever that's something that's extremely important that I need to know early on <laughs> before we make it official take it to that mm -hmm. next step or you got to just step you got to go there's no point of being around period yes so what I hear is you you're pretty upfront uh upfront about yeah. MS and what and the different impacts for you and what people um can can expect being around yeah. you um has this ever like impacted your friendships or dating where people have not want, wanted or have they have not shown up for you the way that you've needed? Most of my friends are have been around for years, um, you know, okay. so they're willing to take that extra step and and understand it. I don't have any symptoms, I would say, that would impact that um, as far as friendships. Now, dating... I I haven't had anyone that has had to step in or do anything for me. But, you know, you start dating somebody, you can kind of tell the kind of person they're going to be in the future. If you're going to be able to handle something like that or not. So that's a big factor that I always discuss and I always keep in mind um, if I decide if I want to be serious with someone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to your friends, though. They sound amazing. They sound like they've been around. Like, it sounds like you feel supported and that you yeah. can share your experience and you get the support from them. Yes, definitely. Okay. Okay. So just wrapping up, we always like end with a takeaway. A takeaway could be <laughs> a quote you want to say. It could be anything that you want to leave with the audience just to remember, something to practice, whatever comes up for you. So what would you say a takeaway would be for our listeners for today's episode? Um, I just want anyone listening that has this disease or any disease for that matter to stay encouraged, take care of yourself, find a support system wherever, however that may be, find someone to lean on. Um, and even if you're just listening because you know someone with health issues, do your research, be that type of friend, partner, cousin, brother, sister that you would want someone to be for you. You never know how hard someone has it. You never know what people are going through. So just be that person that you would want in your life. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely love that. And uh, we appreciate you so much for doing this episode. Um, and we hope to stay connected. Definitely.
All right, we'll put your information in the description. So if anybody wants to follow Kara, uh, her YouTube page is dope. Uh, again, that's how I found her. So please follow her and uh, we will see you all next Monday.